0: and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax
2: problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-281-7048. 800-281-7048. 281 7048 That's 800-281-7048.
3: Welcome, Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services, and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline.
0: It's Friday the 13th of November, and this is the Into Tomorrow broadcast. I'm Dave Graveline. We thought we were past all the drama once Chris and I recovered from the COVID, but then again, this is 2020. Tropical Storm Ata completely flooded our network control room here in Miami, ruining a lot of gear and saturating the carpets and walls and furniture. So please enjoy this best of broadcast as we continue our cleanup. Daryl in Amherstburg, Ontario listens on AM 800 CKLW.
1: Hello, Daryl. Hi, Dave. What I'd like to do is to record a video of myself playing the banjo as well as one accompanying myself on the guitar. Is there an app for my phone that can record split screen, aligning the tempo so that they would both match? I have an LG G7 One phone and an HP laptop with Windows 10.
0: Well, Daryl, technically, yes, there is, but they will be a constant source of frustration. It would probably be easier for you to play both the guitar and the banjo at the same time. And record that. And that's very difficult, obviously. But just imagine trying to juggle two video tracks, each with an audio track or two on a small screen, and trying to line up the audio tracks with the poor resolution that comes with
4: dragging a finger across the screen. Yeah, your best bet will be to use that HP laptop with just about any video editing software that supports at least two tracks. Just transfer the videos you take with your phone over to your laptop and try any video editing software. Odds are that even the free and simple programs will do a better job than the apps that you can get on your phone for multi-track video editing. Smartphone video editing apps are pretty great at what they do well, but what they do well is very limited, and syncing audio on two different videos and switching back and forth will be a lot of work to be doing on a small screen. Yeah, but Daryl, promise me this. Whatever you end up with, you have me very curious,
0: and be sure and send us a link or two. Of what it is you're trying to accomplish, I'd love to see it. Maybe we'll even post it, and uh, I think it's awesome. You want to? You, you play banjo
4: and guitar, and you want to do a song, and I think it would be neat to watch. Let us know. Uber is adding a new category to its list of ride-hailing options, along with Uber X, Uber Comfort, Uber Pool, and others. The company unveiled Uber Pet this past Wednesday. The idea is to let passengers notify drivers when they're traveling with a pet. In a post, Uber said, this new feature lets you communicate to a driver that you'll be bringing a furried or even scaled friend aboard your Uber trip. (laughs) Oh, jeez. We built this feature to give riders peace of mind. Now, Uber said that now passengers don't have to worry about canceled rides when traveling with an animal. The feature comes with a fee of between $3 and $5, depending on the city, and drivers get a majority of that fee, according to an Uber spokesman. Now, without Uber Pet, drivers usually don't know if a passenger is bringing along an animal, and many of those can bring up issues. Some drivers may be allergic, and others may not want cat or dog hair in their cars. Now, drivers can opt out of Uber Pet if they don't want passengers with pets. But then, okay, but then can you refuse a passenger with a pet if they've not Uber petted it? Well, that's apparently the problem now is that sometimes the driver will show up and they realize then that this person has a pet. Well, I don't want a pet in my car, so yeah. they can cancel the ride and drive off. Yeah, but it's a service animal. It's a service peacock. Yeah. Well, it's going to leave its service <laughs> hair
0: all over my car. Yeah, <laughs> and it's service uh, stuff, business.
5: Yeah.
0: Any number of things can happen. See, when you first started that story, though, I thought Uber pets like, like let you rent a pet or something like you you get an uber to go somewhere uber pets but i get it now it's uber pet if you need to travel in an uber vehicle with a pet
4: it reminded me of a story i came across a few months ago i think i even talked about it on the show where where somebody actually called an uber there was a a bird that was i guess hit by a car whatever so they called an uber they couldn't go to the vet but they say they said here we're paying for this uber i need you to take this bird to this vet they took the the bird to the, the uber driver took the bird to the vet and they treated the bird so that and he got paid kind of for it. or yeah.
0: he or she, the Uber driver, did get paid of course, for it. I don't know who paid the vet bill, but she's <laughs> oh, well. Hopefully, the guy that went there didn't get stuck with it. Yeah. Well, you brought it in. You're paying. No, no, no. It was yeah, right. And it's going to be three
4: to five dollars. It says, yeah, which I guess you know would cover, I guess, cleaning costs. But and they wow. just say the drivers will get most of that fee. So we'll see, you know. Yeah. Well, the drivers should. It's their yeah. vehicle, and they're the ones that
0: are going to be sneezing if they're allergic to pet dander
4: or well, something. And this is good because if let's say I was a Uber driver, me and my son are both highly allergic to cats, so I would opt out of this because I can't have cats in my car because we would mm. both be dying.
0: And then, but then you wouldn't be obligated to pick someone up. That either that didn't say they were opting for Uber pet, but suddenly they're trying to get in your car and they got a cat in their arms. Yeah. You'd be able to say, no, 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 sorry. Mm-hmm. Call a lift. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lift the cat. Yeah. And that would work. Well, see, then you wouldn't be able to pick up a uh, or Vicky if they had their well, they just cats have to or leave dogs their cats at home. Well. They can bring the dogs. Oh, okay, so that's not a problem, but all right, he's in in agreement with that. Uh, Into Tomorrow wants to hear from you, and of course, using our brand new updated app is a great way to participate. Very easy, or you can call this toll-free 800 number where I
4: sort of hold your hand through the process. 800-899-4686. 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. That's what Eve did from Lewis.
0: Lewis? Lewis. 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 It, but it's L-E-W-E-S. It yeah, looks like it should well, be Lewis. Oh, well, they just said they didn't know how to spell. <laughs> it's Le- from Lewis, Delaware. Listens on 105.9 WXDE. Hello, Eve.
4: Hi. I'm the caregiver for my disabled brother and 88-year-old mother. Wow. And there's times when I'm away from their home. It would be very helpful if I had some sort of a button that my brother could push that would send me a text message. And right now we use a walkie-talkie style family radio, and that works well, but I have to be at home or within the range of the walkie-talkie or have someone at home listening for it uh, to Mm. call me. Uh, Neither my brother or mother could use a cell phone. And we don't want to use any kind of medical button or third-party service. So I'm wondering if there's anything like that out there where it's a a simple button to push that would send any sort of a text message that would alert me that um, I was needed. I appreciate your show, and I enjoy it very much. Thank you.
0: Well, hopefully you will continue, Eve, because we're going to do our best, because usually to do something like that and avoid any monthly fees, you'd have to build it yourself with something like a Raspberry Pi computer and push buttons. But that's not something you'd probably want to do unless you're very comfortable working on builds like that, uh, since it'll probably require the button, some soldering, or a breadboard, if you will, and a little bit of coding as well. Now, there is an easier way to go about this that would let you do this cheaply and without monthly fees, but it also requires some coding. Amazon now sells an AWS button. That can be used to interface with their web services platform. Now, one of the actions you can set that button up to do is to send a text message with a predetermined message. You can even make it react differently if it's clicked and if it's held down, a different message
4: can be sent. Yeah. Now, again, the catch here is that it requires some programming. Uh, you'd have to set up uh, with Amazon AWS, which is Amazon Web Services, an um, account, and use their Lambda serverless platform to get it set up and working. Now, IFTTT, uh, which is for If This Then That, um, has a similar offering through their smart buttons from third parties that can integrate into their services, like the Logitech POP, Uh, Going with IFTTT would be easier overall to set up since there's really no programming. There's just setting up some options, but you will probably pay more up front for the button itself, and it will likely only be able to send one message rather than reacting differently to different inputs on some of the buttons available. Yeah. Now, it seems to me, though, that if she went with the Amazon AWS type thing,
0: that she could have more than one button. So if they could just tap a button that maybe says, call us, or, well, they can't work a phone, she says, but well, some sort of text yeah. message, but tapping a different button might send some other urgent message or some other problem to, to deal with.
4: Yeah, because those I, I read about those AWS buttons, and they're, they're built on the same platform that Amazon used for their dash buttons a yeah. while backwards. you remember that? If you wanted to reorder soap or something, you tap a button, and yeah. Yeah, so it uses that same platform, so there is some programming that you can do to make it do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, but Eve, we don't want you to get all confused. Though with the coding that we said, basically programming, but if you want to check with Amazon and their AWS uh, program, you have to set up an account. I know that they can walk you through it as well because they want to sell you the buttons and the service and see how that goes. Let us know what works out for you, but of course, stay tuned because our listeners are the best in the world, especially at helping other listeners. Maybe someone else has some additional ideas, and we invite them to call 800 899 into and say, I've got a possible solution for Eve and the button she needs. Um, Or, of course, hold down the message to studio option on our brand new Into Tomorrow apps. Marcus in Sandusky, Ohio, listens on AM800 CKLW out of Canada because they have such a powerful blowtorch signal. And most importantly, he's calling in via the brand new Into Tomorrow app. Hello,
2: Marcus. I'm looking into getting a fire stick from Amazon, possibly the Cube. And I keep hearing about having them jailbroken. Can you explain that to me and how this works? Well, Marcus, having a fire stick
0: or a fire cube jailbroken means freeing it from the behaviors that Amazon will allow and setting it up in a way that will allow you to circumvent their restrictions and, for that matter, be able to use software that isn't allowed by default or perhaps use it in ways that aren't allowed also by default. Now, that means that by jailbreaking, you could install apps that you otherwise can't. If you can have an app do something that it otherwise couldn't, like maybe change a system setting, for example, that's a kind of the nice and innocent way to describe it. But here's reality. When people recommend that you jailbreak things like your fire device, what they're saying is open
4: it up to easy piracy. Yeah, most people don't jailbreak because they really, really want to set up an unsupported bright yellow background and set the font color to purple. Uh, They do it because they want to stream copyrighted content without paying for it, which is something that Amazon, a distributor of that content, wouldn't normally allow. Uh, Using a jailbroken device that way is obviously not legal, but whether you want to do it or not is up to you. Uh, Just keep in mind that there are concerns beyond the legality of what you're doing. Yeah, now you'll also be opening your device up to potential
0: malware since you'll be removing some of the restrictions that make malware harder to succeed on a platform like the fire devices have if that's a concern then you probably don't want to do this but the process is simple enough So the legal issues and malware are the two main things
4: you'll have to worry about if you choose to go ahead and do it. And obviously our legal department uh, won't let us tell you how to do it. So if you still want to jailbreak your device, I'm not telling you to turn to your favorite search engine for the steps involved. Um, But to be honest, I really wouldn't recommend it anyway. Yeah. But if you really, really wanted to, you can search how to do that. Scott in State
0: College, Pennsylvania. Welcome into tomorrow.
1: I have a... Samsung Galaxy S7. I like the phone, but it seems to run down on battery. I didn't know if I should just upgrade, spend the extra money and upgrade it, or get, like, a new battery or some sort of battery pack. Like, when I go on vacation, take a lot of pictures. If you could give me your thoughts, I would appreciate it. And if... you think I should upgrade or get a battery pack, like which one do you suggest?
0: Well, of course, for your phone, Chris would just say, oh, get an iPhone, but I would not say that. Scott, a battery pack would probably get old very fast. It's basically like carrying another phone on you. If the only reason you're considering another phone is the battery life decreasing, you probably don't need to buy a new phone at modern smartphone
4: prices that can really kill you yeah i mean these days samsung's flagship replacement to the s7 will cost you around a thousand dollars a battery won't even cost you 50 Um, if all you want is better battery life you might as well go with a new battery Uh, you may have to pay someone to replace it for you but even then you'll be saving a significant amount of money into tomorrow.com hey here's
0: an idea let's meet there
2: Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels say goodbye to cable and get more with dish tv call 855-212-6536 855-212-6536 as an added bonus you can switch to dish now and receive a 50 dollars visa gift card so call now and get dish tv 855-212-6536 855-212-6536 that's 855-212-6536 limited time offer 24 month commitment and credit qualification required Fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time.
0: Tropical storm Ada left many of us here in South Florida with nightmarish flooding damage. I'm Dave Graveline. This is Into Tomorrow. Our network control room was hit hard. And the torrential rains gushed into our facilities, ruined a lot of equipment, furniture, carpet, and walls. We're beginning the massive cleanup and restoration and hope that you will enjoy this week's best of show in the meantime. We sure hope to be back with a regular show with duct
4: tape and the non-soaked microphones by next week. Please stay tuned. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com, providing the 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow on our website at IntoTomorrow.com and on the new and improved Into Tomorrow apps. Eddie in Akron, Ohio listens to the free Into
0: Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Eddie.
1: Hey, Dave. I am looking for a program that could either be an app or downloaded on the computer that will recognize tracks on a CD. I want to check out audiobooks on CD from the library, which I have. And I put them into iTunes, and iTunes does not recognize the correct tracks. I uh, was wondering if there was a program out there that would help me with this.
0: Well, Eddie, that's really a tough one. Normally, if any program can read a CD, it should be able to navigate through the tracks. It sounds like the real problem is that iTunes may be set to join the tracks once it realizes it's an audiobook. That's the preferred option of many people who don't want to deal with maybe 50 or even more files each taking up or making up a chapter. Now, to see if this is the case, you can select all of the tracks, click on the options menu, and see if
4: Join CD Tracks is selected. Now, if that doesn't work, just about any other software will do. Anything from the old Windows Media Player to free rip will probably be able to handle this job with no issues. You just want a ripper that will uh, consider your book to be an audio CD that it will then split into tracks. Yeah. Eddie, I hope that helps
0: you out. It's a, Again, as I mentioned earlier, it's a bit of a tough one, but that should be. The solution there. Bruce in Ridgeland, Mississippi, listens on Super Talk 97.3 FM. Hello, Bruce.
1: I just found out about y'all's show today, and I think it's great. Thank I you. I can't wait to listen to it every week. I was wondering Amazon Fire Tablet and I'm thinking of going to an iPad would that be better and give me more capabilities or not?
0: Well, Bruce, yes, an iPad, or for that matter, any other tablet, is a better device, and it will give you more capabilities. The question is whether they're capabilities that you need or perhaps just want. For example, there are iPads that can do fairly heavy graphics work, but you may just want to watch videos and read some websites. As long as your Fire tablet is serving those needs, you can replace it with another Fire tablet for considerably less money than the price of
4: most iPads. Yeah, and if you're looking for a specific feature, an iPad may be the way to go. But if you're only looking for a newer tablet that performs a little better, a new Fire tablet or any other Android tablet, really, may be enough and cost far less. It's worth noting that if you're after extra capabilities, a small laptop, maybe one with a touchscreen, may be a replacement that is still portable, has a long battery life, but is capable of much more, and it may not cost you a lot more than some
0: tablets. Harry in Port Huron, Michigan, listens on AM 800 CKLW, the information station, and sent us the following uh, email. No, he called. We love it when people call. We much prefer the calls. So, yes, Harry, welcome into tomorrow.
3: Well, hi there, uh, guys. I've got a 4G Moto Z3. And when I pair the phone up to the Bluetooth keyboard, I try to pair it. And I turn Bluetooth on, of course, and I've got the Bluetooth keyboard on. When I try to pair it, it says searching for device. It never finds it. I can't get the phone paired up to a Bluetooth keyboard. And I like to use the phone with a Bluetooth keyboard. Any of you have any ideas how to make this happen?
0: Well, unfortunately, Harry, odds are you won't be able to make this happen. Bluetooth uses different profiles. The most common profile on phones is A2DP, or Advanced Audio Distribution Profile, which allows the phones to output audio to your favorite earbuds and Bluetooth speakers, of course. Now, mice and keyboards use a different profile that some phones and tablets do support called HID or Human Interface Device. We haven't
4: found any mention anywhere of the Motorola Z3 supporting it. And we have found some details about what the phone supports, and HID wasn't included, but that's always trickier to judge, since uh, no lists ever say, we explicitly don't support X. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah they're not going to tell you what they don't support. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes uh, things are just excluded, but the fact that we haven't seen HID mentioned anywhere, coupled with the fact that your phone cannot find your keyboard, makes it very likely that the phones just can't use it. Generally speaking, uh, modern devices try to make things as simple as possible for users, so if If a Bluetooth device doesn't show up, it's usually probably because the phone doesn't know what to do with it, and that seems to be the case with your Moto Z3 and your keyboard. Intotomorrow.com is
0: where we would love to meet all of you, and you can even get our free app from just one click when you visit us there.
3: That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now, and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call 888-914-4247.
0: Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline, now in our 25th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of great things available today and Into Tomorrow. And, of course, we love it when you make the show. And how do you make the show? Well, that's by participating. You can call our toll-free number that I'm about to give you, or even better, download the free Into Tomorrow app and use that audio option. You sound like you're right here in the studio with us. Or, again, the old-fashioned way works, 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-INTO-4686 if you want to transpose those letters to numbers and participate that way with a mission to advance the science of sight and sound. Our next guest seeks to create and enable spectacular experiences, and they've been doing that for a lot of years. Always a pleasure to have someone visiting us from Dolby. In this case, Vice President for Sound Technology R&D with Dolby is Brett Crockett. Brett, welcome into Tomorrow. How you doing?
1: Great, Dave. Great to
0: be here. It's a pleasure to have you with us as well. Obviously, there's uh, continuously a lot of trends in home entertainment, but these days, We've got everything from 4K to HDR, of course, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos. I mean, we're hearing about a lot of new things going on. Uh, and, of course, we couldn't be more interested than ever before now with most of us kind of being confined to home and, and wanting to take advantage of more and more home entertainment. So we thought, let's get you on and talk about some of these cool things. What is it that you guys have been working on lately?
1: Oh, we've been really busy. Um... As you said, Dolby Atmos, Dolby Vision are becoming mainstream. That's exciting. Um, We're um, moving Dolby Atmos from movies and television to music, if you can imagine that. Hmm. And so that's a big part of what we're doing, trying to advance the state of the art in music, going from stereo to immersive music, and it's really exciting.
0: And that is kind of neat. And we've talked for almost our 25 years on the air here about how obviously audio is at least half the experience. So you might put a home theater together or just have a big TV in your living room and some surround sound and so forth. But if you don't have good audio, you're obviously not immersing yourself in good entertainment. So you got to think of it as just as important as the visual. And I'm sure you guys, obviously, with what you do, uh, agree with that, if not more so.
1: Audio, 75% of it, and videos, 25%, but I just joked.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and I would tend to agree because, of course, we're in radio. Audio is very important. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, if you look at it as, you know, you got a great new big large screen TV and all the bells and whistles and it's smart and it's got all the rest and all you have is the TV audio from the little tinny speakers coming out of the set that it comes with. Man, are you missing out.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So how does one improve, of course, the acoustics, even of their own living room? Because that's part of it, too. Not just having some great speakers and surround yourself with surround sound, or maybe uh, you know, we'll talk, I hope, a a little bit about sound bars and and things of that nature. But then we've got the room we're in, and folks are saying, no matter what I do, it just doesn't sound right. How do they fix that?
1: Well, the reflections of sound or the echoey sound they're your enemy and so if you have reflective surfaces like big windows or hard hardwood floors or tiled floors they're going to make your room sound uh it's not a technical term but mushy <laughs> <laughs> and so the first thing if you have a tiled floor or a wood floor a carpet a rug is a great thing to put down to kind of tame the sound if you have big windows um Uh, a great addition is um, curtains. And they're also great because you kind of want to, during the day, darken the room so that you can get a great picture on your television set. So
0: maybe Um, some some heavy drapes or curtains, you know, some that are thick and not. you don't want to put a sheer thing up because, number one, it's not going to darken the room and, number two, it's probably not going to absorb sound and help cut down on that echoing.
1: Exactly. And then, also, if you have artwork that's Um, made of fabric, um, that absorbs sound really well. Mm. So... You can do some really simple things to tame your room.
0: And that's something that is certainly important. Everyone should be thinking about that, especially when you're spending money on good audio and video. Just make sure that the room is comfortable. I, I like how on your site I've seen lights, camera, and can't see the action. I'm assuming you might be, <laughs> might be alluding to, uh, again, if you've got too much light coming in the room and it, you're know, trying to watch a, a movie and immerse yourself in a show uh, during the day. Uh, or is there some other reference to can't see the action?
1: Uh, You're you're right on. Uh Um, uh, For example, in my living room, I have a less than ideal situation. I have big windows, and uh, uh, my wife doesn't like curtains, so I'm a bit limited um, for my daytime viewing, but I have a, a modern HDR TV, which helps, and we'll talk about that later.
0: Well, but that's interesting that she doesn't like them, but does she like divorce papers? No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but I don't like them. <laughs> really, you don't like them, exactly. And of course, you know, I joke about that, but then again, we've talked over the years, it used to be the wife approval factor, and then we changed it to the spouse approval factor, especially yeah. because we ended up with, with more females calling into the show and say, guess what, I make those decisions more so than my husband or something. So, yeah, it's the, it's the spouse approval factor or the partner approval factor. You obviously have to compromise sometimes because she probably also doesn't like the mushy sound, as you've described. So what are you going to exactly. do? We've got to fix that, right? Exactly. And, of course, how far should your TV be? from where you're sitting because that's another issue that comes up frequently too when we're talking about uh, especially now with 4k used to be you got to sit back further and get more enjoyment out of everything and now it seems the tvs have gotten larger which would almost suggest you should sit back farther but that's not the case
1: it's, it's interesting because you have so many choices now, all, all the way from 40-inch TVs to up to 85 or, or even larger. Yeah. And so um, the distance really depends on um, whether you have an HD television, which is the uh, formal digital standard, or a ultra-HD TV. And as you um, indicated, you can get closer to an ultra-HD because the resolution of the image is finer. So... The rule of thumb is that for an HD television, you should be between 1.5 and 2.5 times the diagonal length of the television, and that's the distance from the upper top left corner and the bottom right corner. So for a 65-inch HD TV, you can sit between 8 feet and 13.5 feet away from the screen. Wow. That's pretty uh, wide distance that you can go between yeah of course if you've got a
0: 110 inch tv you're sitting at the neighbors (laughs) 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 you've got to be way
1: back there brett excuse me i'm going
0: to ask if you don't mind we're going to take a quick break and come back there's so much more to talk about with brett crockett vice president for sound technology r&d with dolby as into tomorrow continues We're back talking with the Vice President for Sound Technology for Research and Development with Dolby at Dolby.com, Brett Crockett. Let's talk about the differences between 4K and HDR. What actually is HDR for those listening who may not be familiar?
1: Yeah, this is really an exciting time because televisions are its kind of the golden age between 4K, which means more realistic images where you have the resolution so it looks like real life Um, but that's only part of the equation HDR stands for high dynamic range and that really uh, addresses two points to the display your television it means that the contrast the dynamic range of the brightness is wider that means the blacks are blacker and the whites are brighter so that's more like real life and also hdr gives you something called wider color gamut that sounds really confusing but all that really means is the colors on your tv set look more like reality Um, for example on non-hdr television sets um, in california our highway signs are green the old television sets pre-hdr couldn't reproduce that color if you could believe it now they can and so between 4K and HDR, it's almost like looking through a window instead of looking at a television set.
0: And see, that's funny because we used to say that when HD was first coming out. Oh, man, it's like looking out a window. Uh, and then we would talk about how you're watching a football game, you can see the individual blades of grass. Or watching the, the news anchor, you could see nose hair. Oh, thanks. Uh, but, but, but we've come leaps and bounds to do that. You know, four or five times as much as, or as better, if you will with 4K and HDR, especially when you talk about the contrast and color ratios and things. I mean, it really is a difference. And we tell people all the time, you know, you, if, if your TV's fine and you've got HD, because everything's in HD now, uh, right. <laughs> th- th- you know, there's still not that much available in 4K, more and more, yes, obviously, but we're not there yet where people are saying, I, ju- I have to have a 4K. Well, if, if you can afford it, by all means, get a 4K. Do they have to have an 8 K yet?
1: 4K content is becoming more pre- prevalent. So if you have a streaming service, which a lot of people do, like Netflix or Amazon or iTunes or Vudu, um, you can find 4K HDR content readily available. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that all of the original content on those streaming services, they prefer to create the content in 4K HDR. A.K. Um, um, the challenge is when you make, when you double the resolution, you quadruple the amount of data that you have to send to the television set. So if you imagine all the television sets in the world getting that much data more, um, it's a challenge for the services. Yeah, um, we're, we're sucking so, up
0: that bandwidth like crazy.
1: Exactly. And so um, many AK television sets that... Are on the market today because you can buy one if you really want one. What they do is something called up sampling, where they create the image from a lower resolution 4K or HD um, um, signal. And
0: mm-hmm. so you're really not getting that much more. Yeah, you do a little up converting, and some people can notice a difference. I think most people can't. Uh, yes. But there's just not content it, back to the same thing when HD was first coming out. Great, but there was, you know, one channel that you could see some <laughs> HD stuff, and it was usually stuff from NASA, or, you know, yes, maybe, exactly. you know, maybe some National Geographic stuff that was shot on 70 millimeter film, and they quickly converted or something. And speaking of better experiences, we've certainly got to talk about immersive audio technologies, and and one of the things that is just as important is... How you can get great sound and, at the same time, not torture everyone else while at home, especially your neighbors who are now beating on the wall.
1: Turn it down! (laughs) Right. Right. So just as with uh, the Ultra HD TVs, with um, HDR, um, immersive audio is about making the sound experience more realistic to really um, take you into the movie, as we say. Mm -hmm. And so first there was stereo. Well, first there was mono, and then there was stereo, (laughs) and then there was surround sound, which people think of as 5.1, which is a circle of speakers around you that sit on the ground. Immersive audio is about taking that sound experience 3D, including overhead. So you mentioned Dolby Atmos, and that's our immersive audio format, um, and that you can actually generate sounds overhead to fully immerse you as i say to people when you go outdoors immediately you hear sounds overhead you hear an airplane you hear a bird you hear the wind why not have that from your movies as well as sound all around you
0: Oh, yeah, especially if you're watching an action flick and, and there's the police helicopter or, or a military chopper flying from the front of you over behind you and around to the side. And it's like, wow. And you have got to see, dive in. You can do that when you visit Dolby.com and see how Atmos music reinvents how songs are made and experienced as well. A, a topic for another time. We've got to get you back on the show soon because love to. We, uh, we'd love to have you. This is great. Stuff And we're learning more and more about how to do a much better job immersing ourselves. And it's great to learn more about Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos. It's all there for you at Dolby, dot com. We'll get you there as well from intotomorrow.com. Brett, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Uh, great thanks, stuff. Dave. Look forward to having you back again.
1: I, I look forward to it, too. Thank you
0: very much. Our pleasure. We're back with more as Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline, right
2: here on the Advanced Media Network. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries. So there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars. And it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling tickets that cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-586-8571. 800-586-8571. 800-586-8571. That's 800-586-8571.
4: Welcome back, Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live or work. Text the word RADIO to 35000 to get more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. It's Friday the 13th
0: of November,
4: and this is the
0: Into Tomorrow broadcast. I'm Dave Graveline. We thought we were past all the drama once Chris and I recovered from the COVID, but then again, this is 2020. Tropical Storm Ada completely flooded our network control room here in Miami, ruining a lot of gear and saturating the carpets and walls and furniture. So please enjoy this best of broadcast as we continue our cleanup. Being a young girl can be stressful in the best of times, but the pandemic has made it much harder. Fortunately, there's an app for that. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor.
5: Thanks, Dave. It's not easy being an adolescent or teenager, even in the best of times. It's especially hard on girls as they cope with the shifting social and societal pressures at school, at home, and in the community. The pandemic has only heightened the sense of powerlessness and vulnerability that many young women feel. A new smartphone app and support service helps them deal with these issues. The service is called Moxie Girl, and it focuses on the positives that come from setting goals, creating action plans, and then tracking progress. The service also enlists the aid of trained mentors, who are typically young women enrolled in college. The app also encourages girls to connect with each other through messages and calls so that they can share experiences and tips and support. And the mentors encourage the girls to take actions to support their emotional health, such as taking walks or talking with family or friends. The pandemic is putting an emotional strain on many of us, and it's good to know that girls have a place that they can go for support. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor.
0: Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Alfred. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom. The future of diabetes management is here. Visit Dexcom.com to learn more. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. Joey in Dublin, Virginia listens on WRAD. Hey, Joey.
3: I just had a question about Microsoft Office Online. Uh, I have a problem trying to log into it because I changed
2: my email address. I also want to congratulate you guys for being on for as many years as you've had. I, I just recently found this radio station and the program and enjoy listening to it.
0: Well, thank you very much, Joey. We do appreciate that. And yeah, our 25 years on the air. I think uh, most of us thought we'd make it to two. Somehow or other, we got to 25. And people keep wishing us 25 more. Stop it. I gave us eight. You you did. You gave us eight. But, Joey, it would be good to know what kind of problems you're actually having in trying to log in. If you change the email address that you use for Microsoft's online services... They should have sent you a verification email, and you should be able to use that email address to either log in or reset your password, for example. If you didn't change the email address, and your problem is that you no longer have access to that email address that Microsoft's trying to use uh, for 2FA or two-factor authentication, if you will, or to otherwise check that you are who you say you are, That's a problem. And you may be out of luck, I'd hate to say.
4: Yeah. Now, if you're a paid user, you can try contacting support, and they may be able to verify who you are um, by using your payment method. But if you're a free user and you're not offered a different way to verify your identity, you may just be locked out. The processes used to verify your identity are there to protect your data. And if you don't have a way to access them, they won't have a way to verify that you are who you say you are. Now, as a last resort, you may need to make a new account with your new email address, cancel the old plan, and pay for a new one. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's an easy fix either way, but again, if you are
0: paying, then they'll usually come through for you. And amazingly enough, we've said it over the years on the air, it's amazing that Microsoft actually answers a phone. And it may or may not be somebody in this country, but give it a shot. Let us know, Joey, what worked out for you and how it worked.